Life Her Podcast. Her is me, her is you. Her is us, her is she, her is we. United we stand, baby, that her for keeps. I'm coming and I demand my space. I know it's free. I owe myself the world. They tried to count me out. I've been down some dark roads. They tried to pound me out. From cloudy to sunny, ain't think that I would make it out. I needed positive emotions to fill me out. Hey ladies, I am your host Yvette Lloyd and I would like to welcome Dr. Denise Moss. How are you? <laughs> I'm awesome. I'm awesome. So good to be here. Thank you so much. Yes, I am so excited to have you on the show and oh, I read everything about you and I can say okay. you are super dope. I love it. Hey. <laughs> it's like you give so much hope and inspiration for women to just do something without even worrying about anything just go for it no safety net <laughs> no none whatsoever i'm like i'm like the like day in the, the greatest showman i got no net i'm just going for it yes you really like <laughs> literally stepped out on faith like you really yeah. did and that's just so rare because so many times like women be afraid to do things because we be afraid to fail but or just anything but the fact of we won't know if we fail until we do it right exactly and that's why you you know you have to i say in my book um and i say in my podcast and i say when i speak to clients you you owe it to yourself to try you owe it to yourself to see where this can go life is just so short and if you don't try you'll never know you never Mm -mm. know you never know so tell us a little bit about yourself well, um, I am Denise Yvette Mose, and I hail from Huntsville, Alabama, and um, went to Alabama A&M, go Bulldogs, and um, right. got, my, got my degree, uh, HBCU, HBCU, and right. um, which one? Uh-huh. Uh, Alabama A&M University, oh. AAMU. Okay. Yes. Yeah, so, yes, wonderful. loved it. They say that college is a, the best four years of your life, and it absolutely is, it's it absolutely is. So um had a great time at A and M. I got my degree in education and then moved to Florida to be a teacher. That was my background. So I taught okay. uh for about fourteen, fifteen years and uh thoroughly enjoyed it and just kinda got to a point where um I I was regressing and not progressing. So around summer twenty fourteen, my good friend Nushelle said, you know, you should consider I was telling her, I said, I need a drastic change. I just I'm bored. I love what I'm doing. I love teaching. I love what I'm doing. I love my writing. I've written, I'd written a few books about it anyway, but I, I got bored. And I'm like, okay, is there, is there more to do? And long story short, she um, had a contract um, and she said, well, through the government saying that I send teachers all the time uh, to China and the Far East. And I'm like, are you telling me to go to China? Are you asking me to go to China? You're right. And, um, and she's like, well, you might want to consider it. You said drastic. And I'm like, well, I, I know I said drastic, but maybe I was maybe maybe I was emotional that day. Maybe I didn't really mean that, you know. <laughs> and so she said. And so the more I talked to her, the more she said, "I know um, Frank's son. He owns several schools in China, and they're top-notch schools. I know the apartment you'll stay in, and you'll be there for a year." Con- and I whoa 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 whoa. And uh, and then and she just kept talking to me, and she said, "Denise, you would be great." She said, "Dog, you fit in anywhere. You're naturally funny. You get along with anybody." You make everyone your friend. This, this, this. You could do this. And I, and I, I called my dad. I called my best friend, my twin Danielle, and my brother. And they were like, "You're not married. You don't have any kids. You can go." Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. And so, um, long story short, I sold everything, drove a U-Haul to my church, New Covenant Baptist Church in Orlando, and drove home in my U-Haul to Huntsville, Alabama, and I was in China in 54 days. What? I'm yes, talking about bass. You was on yes, a move. So, I, I just felt like, you know what, this could be, this, this can go one of two ways. This can be the best thing I've ever done or the craziest thing I've ever done and it not work out. And I said, well, you know what, what, what if this is awesome? What if this is great? What if this is the drastic change I said I needed? What if this is that spark that I was missing and it gets me back to where I want to be? And it, it was that and so much more. You know, and my year there flew by. So my book, Blind Faith, is all about that. I, I knew no one in China. I didn't know where I was staying. I, I saw the school online. I had not walked through the school. I didn't have any pen pals over there, nothing. So I knew my interpreter, and we Scott, um 24 hours before I got to China, well, 37 hours later, and I met her in the airport, and that was that. <laughs> wow. That was that. Ooh, I mean, it yeah. really stepped out on faith. How did you feel like once you got there, you landed like, wow, I'm really, really in China and I'm about to be moving here. Yeah, I, I just, I had said prayer. I said, Lord, please cover. I said, cover my father, cover my twin and my brother. I said, cover those who I love, cover them. I said, give me this, Lord, give me this year. Let them be okay for a year. Let me, let me come back and everything. But don't, don't let anything happen to them. You know what I'm saying? I, that's, I had my dad, I had my, my brother, and my sister. That's, that's my immediate family. And so I said, Lord, just don't let anything happen to them while I'm gone for a year, you know. And, and of course, they're all fine. Of course, they are, you know. But it, that's what it was about. It was, I, I had gotten to a point where I had to do something. I was completely bored. And I just, I was, I don't want to say I was in a rut, but I kind of was. I just, I was, I was over the routine. Work, get paid, come home, cook, sleep. Work, get paid, come home. I, and it was just for me. I said, "This is this is just got to be more than this for me. There's got to be more." And China was just wonderful. When I got there and I saw all the folks staring at me, I'm like, "Okay, this is you're not in you're not in Kansas anymore, Dorothy. You're not in Kansas. You you really did this thing." And I was scared. I was excited, but mostly I was just like, "You know what? I'm here. Let's rock this. Let's go rock this. Let me let China know I'm here." You know? Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So I what? Just, I just embraced so, it. So what was it like? Um, did you even know Chinese language? No. I knew. No. I knew, and, and this is how bad it was. I said, Kanishi, you know, Kanishiwa. That's Japanese. So I'm like, whoa. <laughs> that's what I do, you know. So um, I had gotten the book, you know, Chinese to, you know, the English, well, Mandarin, that is. And I mm-hmm. said, you know what, let me just wait until I get there and hear it from the natives. Uh, hear right. the authentic people speaking it that way. I don't know it. And it took me nine months to learn Mandarin. It took me nine months to learn because Mandarin is no joke. The beauty is my, my roommate was the school tutor. Her name is Ivy. And that's her American name. Her name was, I can't pronounce her Chinese name, but that was her American name. And so uh, she was the school tutor. So she, she spoke fluent English and, of course, uh-huh. Chinese. So she, you know, and she kept telling me, she said, Denise, you must learn. I said, I said, no, Ivy, I don't, I don't want to learn Mandarin. I'm just here to do this one-year contract, meet and travel and see y'all. I'm going home. And she said, no, you must. She said, no, no, you American, you American, you must learn, you must learn. And so she was just on me at least a good two months, you know. And I said, you wow. know what, Ivy? I said, if we're going to do this, 
start me at the basics. One, two, three, yellow, blue, green, red, 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 blue. Right, said, like you do it. <laughs> like you do because being I don't, in kindergarten. I don't know. Right. So, um, and that's how we started. And then she started putting words in the wall. And then she took me to an authentic uh, calligraphy class. So they wrote my name in Mandarin. I said, I said, this is, this is awesome. So, and then she took me out to the city, you know, to get a cab and, I would watch her do it, listen to her, and, and see, the reason why Mandarin is so difficult is that Chinese has four tones. So, you know, English okay. is flat. Hey, how you doing? What's going on? Yeah, ha, ha. But Mandarin has tones. So if you say, that means one thing. means something else. So if you oh. say that word a certain way, you're saying either someone's wife or a smile. So it's, so it just appears, that's why it's so difficult. So those those sounds that you hear that, oh, uh, oh, those are words. For example, one through five. One through five in Chinese is e, r, sun, su, wu. E, r, sun, su, wu. So wow. that's that sounds like grunts, right? Like what is, but those are actually words. Those are words. Those are words. So, um, yeah. So that's, that, that, that was amazing to learn that. So when she broke that down, that you have to be very specific in what you say and how you say it, intonation, all that stuff. You have to re- really, really say your words correctly or you're saying the wrong thing. So, wow. Yeah, that's, that's why it's so hard. So, But after about a good seven months, I was able to go on my own. And after nine months, I traveled by myself. I went to Hong Kong by myself. I went to uh, Dubai. I went to uh, Korea. I went to Bangkok all by myself. Oh, so I you was just home at that point. I was, I, was, I mean, I was, I'm, I'm here. I was, I'm yeah. Here. You know, so, so yeah. So yeah. when did you actually go into finding, like, your self-discovery as far as you going there? I would probably say for my, for my second month, maybe eight weeks into it, I met a student. I had a student for a while. It was Agnes. And that she really wanted to learn English. And I had all these great students. But she said, you've really, really helped me. Because, you know, number one, you know, every culture is proud of who they are. Every culture, especially the Asians, they're very proud of their uh, their prowess in science and robotics and statistics. They're very proud of that. And learning the English language is very difficult. And I learned that English is actually the hardest language to learn. You know, there's French and there's German and there's Italian and then there's, of course, Mandarin. But English is actually very, very difficult to learn because our one word can mean so many things. Like, straight. You know, is it a straight line? Yeah, it's straight. You tired? Yeah, I'm straight. You know, I I just said, wow, I never thought about that. Because English is very, very difficult. The word set, set the table. You know, I I set you in spades, you know. So of all the words over there, they were saying S-E-T is very difficult because it's got like, 50, and I'm like, you know, you're yeah. right. You're yeah. absolutely right. I never so, thought um, of that either. Me, me either. So probably my, my, my eighth week there, um, and Agnes and I, we talked to this day, and she said, you've helped me learn, and she was a senior um, uh, in high school. And although, uh, although I had uh, only adults as my students, I had a few who had some crazy, crazy IQs, and so they were in my classes, and she was one of them. So, um, but yeah, she was, and, and she has since gone on to graduate from Shanghai and is working uh, in Beijing now, and she's just doing great. But she said, you really, really helped me. I wanted you to know that. And she said, and she said, I'm so glad you came here. At that point, they were all grateful that I was there, 
but no one ever said that. You know, but she said, thank you for coming. Thank you for coming here and helping us. Thank you for being here. So I, I never forgot that. I did that, 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 that's not like, okay, Denise, this is, this is good. You so are it here. seems like, it seems like your, your self-discovery come from you helping them. Well, you know, I'm a teacher by nature. So it's in me to help anyway. It's in me to give, to give and, 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 and pay it forward. It's in me to, how can I help you get through this? How can I, what can I help you do, do this? My, my parents were teachers. My mom was a math teacher. My dad was a, a, a teacher, a principal, uh, a coach for 40 years. So I, I grew up with that, you know, with, with being helped, you know? So right. um, it, it was, it was in me to do that. That was just, that's just part of my core. It's just part of who I am. That's just the space that God gave me to, to help people. I, I generally love helping people. Teaching is my first love. I was high school teacher yeah. and I have seen it and I have teenagers. And so we zoom on Sundays. It's not the same being with them, but it's, but still every Sunday, we had that connection, so yeah, that right. that that was um, that was very powerful for her to say, and then to say, okay, you know what? Hey, and then and then Asians are not very uh, emotional. Uh, they don't do a lot of PDA. You know, Americans we hug, kiss in public. They don't do that in China. They don't do that. You know, so um, the the whole culture was very very um, uh, humbling for me. I had uh, three foreign teachers. Uh, I know we're hopping around. Uh, the conversation. So thank you for allowing me to do that. <laughs> oh, you okay? You okay? But um, I, I had three really, really great foreign friends who are teachers. Juan uh-huh. from Argentina, and Augustine from Mexico, and Damon from Pakistan. And nice. Damon, yeah, and Damon and Juan said, you know, we we watch you, we watch you Americans on Trash Day. And I said, why? And they said, because you throw so much away. And 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 that so things like that. That is true. Things like that, that is true. Me, you know, and keep, keep, keep in mind, I was there during the Obama years. I was there with Michelle, and, and Obama came to China twice that year while I was there. So I was there during the Obama years, Michelle and Malia and Sasha and the dogs, you know, and <laughs> they were so, and they were so beloved. And you know, America was so beloved, you know, so um, I was there at a time when it's different the way it is now, you know. So, so um, why didn't you stay? And you know what's so funny? They email me every week. Denise, please come back. And I'm like, you know, but you know, I, I did that, and that's done. I, I did that. I conquered it. That's done. I'm good. I can take I can take that year and a half and really apply that to everything else. You know, to doing my workbook, to speaking, uh, to traveling, uh, and and doing all. I can. I've really, really taken that and just taken the, that time I had there and applying it to other things and to other things I'm doing right now. So, but yeah, okay. I thought about going back. I'm like, you know, because you know, when I got back from China, nobody would hire me. People who I knew. So, you were know, you, I, do you think you were considered overqualified at that point? Of, of course, we all are. Everyone is. You know, that's why we right. all work for ourselves now. It's yes. not that I wanted to. It's not that I wanted to. I had to. And you know what Oprah says? Oprah says, make your passion your paycheck. So I said, thank you, Auntie Oprah. I'm going to do that. Mm-hmm. And since no one's hiring me, and since no one was hiring me, I had to hire myself. <laughs> I had to hire myself. Yes. Um, but yeah, I went, to, I went to places who I knew needed a, a school director or a school dean. I knew they needed that or they needed a principal, which I qualified for. I got a PhD in business. So I qualified for all that. But, you know, it comes to a point where there are people who are intimidated by yes. what you have to offer. Uh, when you're young, you're sharp, and you're black, and you have it together, you are a threat, period. Yes, period. you are. 
that no matter where you go, you are a peer, you 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 are a you're a threat. So uh, people who I knew, people who I knew needed me, I, and I knew I could help. And I said, you know what? They did me a favor. They did me a favor by not hiring me. So you know what? You get to watch. <laughs> yes. So so, so so what are you? What exactly are you doing full time right now? I am doing DYM Global. Do, um, I I have a great team of people. Um, I pulled my resources. I'm investing in myself. Uh, the beauty is I saved a lot of my money, and uh, I've hired a publicist. I have a brand specialist. I have an intern. I have a social media person. I've got four people who are the best at what they do. So we are all pushing the Dr. D brand. And, you know, when you want to make it happen, you have to invest in yourself first. Yes, no one's you invest do. In you. No one's going to invest in you if, you don't, if you're not willing to have the funds to do it yourself. And it, it takes some money to make money, period. Yes. It takes money to make money. We all know and it that. takes it so, takes a lot of time also, yes. time and patience, yes. and you got to be willing to, you know, take losses understand and, those knows you, you got to yes. understand so much during this journey yes and you said something earlier you said uh the, the fear and it, the fear is real and it is and, and fear is what has paralyzed so many people i really believe that's why so many people now have a, a nine to five they have insurance because that's safe they know that and that's secure and i get that everybody's not you know everybody's a task or needs to be task oriented but for me right uh you know i just I looked at the mirror and I took a chance on that girl in the mirror I see every day. And I knew she'd be a good gamble. I, I believe in Denise that most so much. There's a, there's a fine line between cocky and confidence. There's a fine line, you know, and you, mm -hmm. you need both in this world. You need both in this world. You need both, but you got to know how to, how to measure both of those things. Yeah. So, like, like as though you humbling, you humble yourself. Right. Right. You know, so, um, you know, but but that that's that's what helps. I just said, you know what, I I've, I've got to make money. I've got a phone. I got a car payment. I those things. I want to keep those things. <laughs> I got to keep those things. You know, so you do what you have to. You know, so I got with some great investors who believed in me. They had a disposable income that I needed, um, and they believed in me. I did a business plan, and I've got a an investor now who is at who I've, I told Kenneth about who's just wonderful, very supportive of my career. And um, his company has been like, okay, what do you need? What do you want to do? Okay, this is what we can give you. And I'm like, oh, okay, th okay, thank you. You know, so you have to be transparent with people who you know can help you, and then the ones who you d you think wouldn't help you, but they are. So mm -hmm. you know, yeah. So it's, yes. been a, it's been a blessing. So yeah, my book is out. My workbook is out. My podcast is out. It's every Sunday at 4 p.m. Central Standard Time, and I'm speaking, and it's been wonderful. I've I've enjoyed it. I've got you know, That's and then the good. Is, yeah, and and then you know, it's are we there yet at the level I want to be? No, it's on the way though. It's no, it's it's, it's, coming. it's coming. You got to speak coming. it into existence. You you better you better if you don't yes. believe in yourself, it's gonna be even harder for you. So you have to. My podcast last week was be your own cheerleader. You must be your own cheerleader. If you're the only if you're if it's Mardi Gras. And they got their and they got their 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 floats. And they go. You better get yours in there too. Mm -hmm. You know, you could be like you're talking to yourself all the time. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> what do what, 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 what I say? Talking to myself because I am my uncle's closet. <laughs> <laughs> that's a little wet. So tell me, um, tell me a little bit about your childhood. How what was your childhood like? Oh, let me tell you, it was very unfair because I had and I have two amazing parents. 
I, my mom passed away, you know, 15 years ago, and my dad um, was the, they, were, they were the best. They took us. We were all we were always the only black kids with other white kids. That's that was who we were. You know, most okay. kids. You know, we we went we went skiing at, at, at Gatlinburg, Tennessee. It's it's a really cool place. They ski there, and we went there. When we were 10 years old. You know, why were you skiing? And my mom was like, "Cause you gone. We don't want to go. You gonna go." You know, we took piano lessons, and, you know, we were all musically inclined. My scholarship was music and academics at A&M. My brother was a full scholarship in, in, in playing the percussion in the band. So um, wow. we traveled as kids, and my parents took us everywhere. They exposed us. My mother grew up very, very poor in Clarkston, Mississippi. She grew up very poor, the oldest of 15, the oldest of 15. So she grew up poor and not having anything, and uh, all she had was education. She was very, very smart, had a high IQ. She skipped two grades. Uh, and she met my dad at Jackson State and high school sweethearts and rest of history. So um, they, that was, I had a great foundation. You know, they, they loved each other and with, with the PTO meetings and we were cheerleaders and they were there and, you know, band trips, you know. So I had, it, it's very unfair because I had two amazing parents who made sure I didn't miss anything. My brother and my sister, we, we missed nothing. We miss nothing, and that's and I pour that into my niece. My niece is ten years old. I don't have any children, so uh, Maddie is ten. And uh, when I do my assignments that I get hired by, you know, NBC, ESPN, whoever hires me, um, I go. I take her. She's been to Vegas and the Grand Canyon, and uh, all these cool the Colorado River. You know, she's she's been all these cool places. And she's only ten, you know, so she's been a plane at least twenty times, you know. So what my parents gave to me, I'm going to pour into her for this generation. And uh, it makes her more, she's been, she's been to New York, you know, Washington, D.C. We take her everywhere. We, we take her everywhere so she can see these things. We, we took her to the Amish last year. We spent a whole day with the Amish community and uh, got the honey and the molasses. And of course they didn't talk to us, but she mm-hmm. saw that. She's the only little black girl, of course, that was there, but we take her, we take her. We, you know, my, my sister and I, we plan what we're gonna do with Madison, what we're gonna take her, what we're gonna expose her to, because when you see those things at a young age, you don't forget that. No, we you didn't. don't. So I, so I know it's gonna bless her um, when she gets older. So, yeah. So what? Yeah. How what? What things that you went through? How old were you when your mother passed? Ooh, I was thirty two, thirty two, thirty three. So what things did did you go through during that time? Oh my goodness. Um, now I will say this. Out of all three of us, I was the closest to my mom. Now Danielle will say she was, and Danny will say he was. I was the closest <laughs> to her. I was the closest. I was the closest. Y'all was, be was, all day arguing. I was my favorite. Danielle and I are twins, but I was my favorite. You and I both know that. I was my favorite. But um but uh you know my mother my growing up she was never ill. She was never, ever ill. She was never sick. She retired, traveled to Paris, went to London. And it was not until two, really two years before she passed that she got really, really ill. She was always diabetic, but she was not on insulin or any of those things. She was never on those things. She had medication, but that never stopped her because she was on field trips and things like that, you know, PT, PTA meetings and things like that. We, she was never ill. So what a blessing that she got mm-hmm. ill when she was older, you know, she, my dad took care of her and she had good insurance and the nurse came to the house and she didn't miss a beat, you know, but right. um, when she did, when she did pass, it just, um, no, it's, it's a hole, it's a void because 
that's the one voice that you know will be so wonderful and so supportive. And my, don't get me wrong, my dad's great. My dad is 75 years young, and you would not know it. You know, he's in better shape than I am, better shape than I am. But, um, you know, you just, it's, 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 it's hard because the things I'm doing now, I wish I, I could call her and tell her. I know she sees it. She sees everything. But I wish I could call her. I just, I would love to have one more hug from her. Uh, I want some more of her dressing from Thanksgiving. I want some more mm-hmm. of her, her cooking, you know, just, or just to sit with yes. her and laugh, just to laugh with her, you know, because. And that's was, how I be feeling about my mom. I be wanting yeah. her food so bad. Yeah. Or just even you know, laying her bed with her. Yes. Hear yes. her voice. When I, when I, when you, or just her perfume, you walk and you, I'm like, oh my God, that's. Someone's wearing my, my mom with my mom with that perfume. You, you smell the perfume or her favorite color, and I, I would say this would help me. Um, my mother loved the color yellow, and she loved butterflies. So when she passed, the day she passed, there were several yellow butterflies. Wow. There were, and so now, even now, 15 years later, when I see a yellow butterfly, and I see them all the time, um, I know she's I know she's near. That's her. So that's her. Yeah. So um. So yeah. So and, and so I'll I'll never forget that. Uh, she's in a mausoleum because my, my mom was like, I grew up poor, yeah. so I don't want to have dirt in my mouth. So that's what my mom mausoleum. said. And now we yes. have my mom in a mausoleum, and my mausoleum. grandfather, and yes. grandmother is next to next to her. Mhm. When when my dad passed, now my dad remarried five years ago. He married Miss Joyce, and she's wonderful. Uh, oh, but when he passes, nice. but when he passes, he'll go in with my mother because they bought that together years ago. But, okay. Um, but yeah, yeah, he fell in love again, seven years old. Go ahead, Dad. Go ahead. Yeah, that's you know, good, and, and it's yeah. and it's good that you guys accept that because he deserved to still be happy too. Absolutely. You know, it's it's not about us. It's about companionship, longevity. She was a she was a widow as well. She's a widow, and they're from California, and, and they met getting their car serviced and. The rest is history, you know. So um, they met years at year, of course, after my mom passed, and um, what a blessing that they got married. It was a very sweet wedding at, at Church uh, First Baptist here in Huntsville, and uh, they're great. You know, they, mm-hmm. they they're great. They're retired and can retire and chilling out every day and <laughs> watching watch soap operas and driving around, you know, and pick up New Orleans, you know. So. <laughs> Not just now, living their best know. life. Yeah. So how yeah. how is how are you? Are you married or anything? I am not married. You know, Michael B. Jordan is tripping. You know, I don't. I understand. <laughs> I've I've called Michael. I've interviewed Michael B. Jordan. I've been. Let me let me I've tell him. everything. I've done everything short of stalking Michael B. Jordan, and I just I so he acted that, funny, huh? I mean, it, it's not me. I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready for the commitment. I can. I'm ready. That's but, crazy. Um, we gotta you know, make Michael sure B. he get himself together. We gotta tell and him. I just, you know, you. I mean, I've been. To, I've, I've seen three, <laughs> three, four, five times because I don't support a future wife. That's why to be. You know? Yeah. <laughs> you know. So, but he. But now let me tell you. But but all seriousness. Uh, but no, I am seeing someone. He's very, very sweet and very, very low key. Wonderful guy. That's good. And um, he's great. So we'll. We'll see. That's good. Yeah. yeah, but no, but 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 no on the children. I'm not going to uh, create anything except books. I'm going to produce books. You know, no, I'm right. going to be pregnant with my. 
I'll be pregnant with my dreams, but no, I'm not, no, no. Because, you know, I'm homeschooling with my niece, you know, since school, since all the schools are closed now, I had the right. to be here with her because I live with my sister in her okay. house. But because, you know, it's, I'm like, you know, let me go home because and save some money. Let me not be dumb and go to New York, LA, D.C., Chicago and pay 3000 for an apartment that's 500 square feet. Let me be smart. Let me, let me be smart. So, um, so I live here and, um, but the homework they have and the assignments, I'm like, oh my god, this you know, wow. recycle project and Earth Day. Pro- I'm like, uh, I'm like, okay, I'm the aunt. Let's go outside. Well, you never, free. you never know. Things may may change. It's- oh no, I know. Oh no, I, I know. I, hallelujah, I know. Look at God, I know. No God, yeah, I know. <laughs> so, so what are some um, what struggles did you have to overcome? As far as my business or China it, or just it could be I want to say mainly your business. Uh, when people invest their money in you and you lose their money, uh, because like we said earlier, when you start a business and you know for the most part it's it's been great. I mean I've learned I wouldn't change anything. Uh, there are no burning bridges. I, I will say this: there are some people who disappointed me, and I disappointed them. Uh, you know, it's, it's, it goes both ways. So um, those, and then those bridges are, are burned. And then there are some that are even better today. So um, what did I learn? I, I've learned to realize that everybody in my circle cannot go to every level. Because when mm-hmm. you go to certain levels, you need new people to support you in that level. Adora yes. and Orange, folks on my team, I have never met. We met on Instagram, and we we speak every week. I talked to I talked to Adora today. She's my illustrator. She's behind the illustration of my mm-hmm. podcast, my my cartoon character. We've never met, but we Zoom, we Instagram, and we email. Um, Leon Orange is my social media guy. He uh, handles my website and up, updates my website. I've never met I've never met him. But that's the world we live in. This is the digital age. Yeah. What's, what's what's your phone number? What's your Instagram? Let's Zoom. Let's do an Uber conference. So the people so who I need, it. yeah, the people who I need to get me there are folks who I may never meet, but are going to be someone that's going to support my business. So guess what? Let me not be so well. We got a meeting. Let me fly in. Oh uh, no. What's your what's your phone number? What's your what's yeah. Instagram? Yeah. Okay. What's, what's you your know, Zoom it's ID? So crazy. Okay. During the during the years of me being a business owner, I've been a business owner. It'd be nine years. A lot mm-hmm. of the friends that I had, even child, some of my childhood friends, I do not even speak to them anymore. It was Absolutely. like it was like to a point where they thought I was better. They was thinking that I was thinking I was better than them, or Absolutely. they felt like I I like I owed them something for right. doing anything it was just crazy how they thought process was and I really Absolutely. had to sit back and analyze like it's not me it's it's you it's and right, it, I, right. I tried to let them come with me I tried to motivate them and have them start their own business and recognize the talents that they have but they chose otherwise Right, so right, I right. really understand where you're coming from, and now that I have friends on my level, it's so peaceful. Right, and you know I listen to a lot of Drake, <laughs> a lot, of, 
Wayne, a lot of uh, old people. No new friends, no new friends. Well, that too, but also, um, <laughs> you know, I love forever. Like, you know, at least you got the witness, you know, at least you got the, at least you got the witness, you know. I, right, right. Like, you can't be witness. You got the witness, you know. So, um, I don't know. It's just, you know, again, again, I know that people disappointed me. And then there were some that I disappointed. So I own that. At the same time, there are people who are like, you know, you trying to be famous. I'm trying to get paid. You know, I look, and, and this is nothing against Kim Kardashian or her family. Kim, Karda- Kim Kardashian is worth several, several hundred million dollars. Kim Kardashian did not graduate from college. She cannot sing. She cannot write. She cannot act. But she made, on a low day, $70 million last year. Mm-hmm. $70 million. Now, yeah, she's in L.A. and her dad was attorney, but she worked that whole issue she had, got a good agent, turned it around, and became who she is. And that's yep. the American dream. That's the American yes. dream. I'm not going Oprah. Oprah. Oprah came, came from, was poor in, 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 in Mississippi. Poor. You know, her, her father had, was a barber, and, um, and she and her mom did not get along. And she went to Tennessee State, was poor, had no money, got a scholarship, and she is the first black billionaire. So guess what? No excuse. Mm-hmm. Because you know we gonna we gonna be one too. You better believe it. <laughs> I'm, gonna get, I'm, gonna get, I'm gonna get my plane and pick you up, and I'm, I'm gonna meet you in the Maldives. Mm-hmm. On the Fiji, you know. So I I I have a vision board. And uh, in my workbook, I talk about the vision board, how important it is to write down. The Bible says, you know, write the vision. Yes. You must write. Uh-huh. You must. If you want to say, I want to be famous, I want to have financial, uh, financial freedom, financial wealth. I want to retire my sister and my brother. When my niece turns 18, I want to give her a trust fund that she can do anything she wants to. I'm going to do those things. Mm-hmm. That's going to happen. Period. Yes, and you're speaking you know, it into existence too. You have to. You have to. We're gonna we're gonna go fly to Hawaii all first class. Period. You know, um, I'm gonna buy more stock. You know, in companies and, and have stock. Remind me, she has no idea. What she, but you know what? That's what our counterparts do. That's what right. our counterparts do. That's why you have 25, 35 year old Caucasian kids who will never have to work because their parents yeah. invested in them. And you know a lot of. And you know that's a um. A big void in our culture. It's like we so right. focused on materialistic things. Yeah, and we need gratification. We don't want to wait. Yeah, we yeah. need to focus on our wealth and the things, yeah. longevity of the things yeah. that we need in our future or when we're gone. Right, and I, I see that changing. You know, you look at Tyler Perry, what he's done. You know, owning Atlanta and then buying yes. a studio for his son. I see that. I see that shift changing. There are more African Americans today who've invested more, doing more, living better, having more money. So there are many black folks, right? See, you know, black people, we're not hurt during this COVID. We've always had less. So we 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 we, we survive with less. So when yes. we have more, we just do more with it. But we've always mm-hmm. been given less anyway. So this 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 virus is not affecting us as far as when when I say affect I mean as far as, you know, without having survival. Any, you know, for the most part, yeah. For the most part, you know, our counterparts are saying, "Well, I want to get out the house." It's like, "Well, that's what we do. We go, to, we go to the house." <laughs> mm-hmm. Turn TV on, relax, chill out. You know, so, you know, um, yeah. 
yeah, it's interesting. It's interesting. Yes. But yeah, I just um, so what? Um, I, I what other books do you have? Good question. You know what? I I stick with the classics. I'll be honest with you. I read a lot of uh, Hawthorne and Maya Angelou and uh, Nikki Giovanni, uh, uh, um, uh, Edgar Allan Poe. Um, I'm we're, we're doing my niece is introducing in, getting into literature, so she knows, she knows who Hester Prynne is from the Scarlet Letter. Uh, she knows about the characters Shakespeare, Romeo and Juliet. She says, "Well, Titi, those are protagonists." I said, "Yes, they are, Mass, and use that word protagonist." You know, right? So I, I love the uh, classic stories because okay. they hold so much weight. So much weight, you know. The the Count of Monte Cristo. You know, he went through so much. There's a great line in the Count of Monte Cristo where he says, "How did I escape?" With difficulty, how did I plan this moment with pure joy? I love that line. I, I love that. He, he says, "How did I escape with difficulty? How did I plan this moment with joy?" So it's like you know, I went through all these awful things, but it, I finally got here. Um, Hester Prynne, you know, she's a controversial character, but she was given so many issues that she didn't cause. In the end, mm-hmm. she finally wins. You know, she. I named my daughter Pearl because it cost so much to keep her. I, I stick to the classics. I love the older, I, I love the stories um, of literature. I love the I love, love Greek, Greek mythology and I love all that. So I, as far as anything new, you know, I've I read Good to Great, you know, by Jim Collins. I've read Rich Dad, Poor Dad. I mean, we've all done those things, you know. Right. But as far as um, when I, when I want to be inspired, when I want to be inspired, honestly, I just, um, I really listen to a lot of good music. Again, my old school, you know, Lil' Kim, I got no time for fake ones. I got no time, you know. I <laughs> love little, you know, little Foxy Brown, you know. I, can't, I won't say what she said, but I just, mm-hmm. I, I, I love that. I really okay. do. I'm a big, I'm a big, huge Biggie fan. You know, I love Jay-Z, Big Pimpin', you know, we spin the cheese, you know. <laughs> I um, But that's, well, that's, 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 very, that's very motivating, you know. Then I have my my Tasha Cobb and Jonathan McReynolds, you know, circles, you know, I mean, cycles, cycles, you know, and Tasha Cobb and, you know, Breaking Retain and, and Happy. So you got and, a real you know, good, you have a real good mixture. And that's oh, I did, and I got my, really and good. Then my, and, and then my country music, the Dixie Chicks, you know, and Garth Brooks. I got my, I got my, I got my classical. So, yeah, if you look at my iPad or for me, you're like, okay, so from Garth Brooks to Pantera to Aerosmith to, Pastor Shirley Caesar to, to to Little Kim to Food Fighters. Yeah, I've got everything because That's you need to good. appreciate all that. Yeah, I listen to everything, everything, and I, I love it all. I love it all. So I so, I can take something from all of that. <laughs> so, um, in closing, yeah, what what is something that you could say that is really motivating and inspired for a woman that's trying to get through things along the way of getting in a great position in her life? Number one, you've got to be honest with yourself. You really, really do. I, it's, it's, it's somewhat taboo to say, oh, I want to make a lot of money. I want to be straight. What's wrong with that? Why can't you say that? Why can't you say, I want to be, I want to, I want to, I want my name in lights. I want to be the female. I want to be the, I, want to be, I don't want to be the next Ryan Seacrest or the next Oprah. I'm the first Denise. That's who I want to be, you know. Um, I think you can be really, really honest with yourself about what you want to be and how to get there. And two, what skills do you have that can make it happen for you? 
I don't sing, I don't dance, Denise can write. So I've written four books. I do a podcast. I write myself. I produce it myself. Um, when I do interviews, I write my questions out. You know, so I, I bank on the skills I already have. I speak a lot. I talk a lot. Uh, I have my show for five years, my talk show. So let me do a podcast. You know, so mm-hmm. I speak and I write very, very well. So those two things are going to get me where I'm trying to go. So let me hone those. Let me read the classics, uh, but also appreciate today's music and, and combine those two, have them work in concert together so that I can have any conversation with anybody of any age, anywhere, or any place. You know, right. so, you know. You know, do your homework. You know, do your. You know, don't say, well, you know, I don't like these people. You better appreciate everybody and everything because money comes from everywhere, especially now. The folks who buy my books, I've never met them. A lot of folks who I've sold about maybe 120 books right now, and I would say 80% of those books are folks I've never met. They heard my podcast, saw my website, and ordered. Mm-hmm. That you know, so so that tells you right there, it's a whole different day. You know, the folks who most folks who support me don't look like me. They're right. not brown. They're not, they're not chocolate. And guess what? I'm okay with that. <laughs> I'm okay so, with that. So you know? how can how can our listeners get in touch with you? Please listen to my podcast. It's every Sunday at four PM Central Standard Time. It is Anchor A N C H O R backslash F M um dot Dr. Denise Moe. So please go to my podcast. You can Google me and it's there. Go to my website um, at www.drdenisemose.com. Email me, send me a DM. Everything is there on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn. Email me, talk to me. Let's talk, let's chat. Let's make some things happen. <laughs> well, Google thank me. you Google me, so you know, much. Not to brag, but, but Google me. thank you thank you so much for being on the podcast show I really appreciate it your energy is amazing oh thank you life is short yes you have to I mean you don't have to but you're missing out when you don't yes thank you so much